folks are looking at dividend stocks. They want more stability because, you know, if a, if a market's going down, they know these are cash flowing businesses, whereas a lot of the high growth companies are um, companies that are very dependent on um, the growth of their products, but they're very low uh, on, on cash flows and they're high on debts. On this episode of Early Bird, Mark Rusin, the CPA behind Rusin Financial and the Dividend Investor. Mark joins the podcast today to talk about his top dividend stocks for 2022, as well as the pros and cons associated with dividend investing and how dividend stocks compare to growth stocks. If you're an investor looking to stay on top of the latest market trends, then you're listening to the right podcast. This is Early Bird, and I'm your host, Stephen Lerner. Before we get to today's discussion, let me tell you how you can save time and beat the market through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter featuring commentary about the latest trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and equity crowdfunding. Early Bird is designed to help individual and non-professional investors stay on top of all of the critical investing trends. The newsletter is 100% free and is sent to your email box each weekday morning. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, today's discussion. All right, Mark, thank you so much for joining us today on the Early Bird Podcast. How are you doing? I'm not doing too bad. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. We are talking today about the state of dividends in 2022. Uh, but before we get into that, Mark, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Give them your your short Reader's Digest biography, you know, who, uh, about who you are. Absolutely. I love to. So I'm a certified public accountant uh, here on the West Coast in California. I've been a CPA for um, about a decade now. Worked uh, six and a half years at a CPA firm, um, part of the big four, Ernst & Young or EY. And uh, since then, really just been working in the private real estate industry as a C- as a working CPA and also launched my um, own private business, Roosan Financial, where we do a lot of things working with uh, different clients, more like a wealth coach to get help clients get their finances in order. Also do one-on-one coaching with clients that um, tailored to their needs. So whether you're a novice or more of an advanced investor, um, we put together different programs that that meet your needs. And then, you know, also focusing a lot on, on writing for Seeking Alpha, doing a lot of uh, investing articles there. And then recently, about uh, four or five months ago, launched my own YouTube channel where I put out weekly videos related to investing in primarily dividend stocks and ETFs. Wow, you certainly are busy. Um, and, <laughs> and listeners, uh, Mark's YouTube channel, definitely check it out. I'll have a link in the show description. Um, it's a wonderful YouTube channel. Very, uh, uh, lots of good information, particularly on dividends, uh, which is the topic that we are going to talk about today. Um, before we take a deep dive into it, Mark, real quick, how would you briefly define uh, what a dividend is? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, a dividend is, um, you know, if you were to invest in a company, just think of it as part of the profits that you have earned as an investor. It's a, a distribution from company earnings um, back to shareholders, or, you know, you can think of yourself as an owner of the business. So that's, you know, that's simply how I would define a dividend. Got it. Uh, and certainly they are a big part for a lot of investors in terms of their 
portfolios and their investment strategies. Um, it is, it, for many investors, a critical aspect. Um, what are some of the benefits of, of a dividend, Mark? I think you have to start with um, the passive income that it, it provides, the potential for you know getting that that quarterly dividend payment, and you kind of set up your portfolio to where you're getting paid every every single month because these companies, you know, a lot of them pay on a quarterly basis, but you know some pay on in in January, and then you'll see it again in in April. Then you'll have other companies that'll you know uh, are February and and May, and you can kind of set up a portfolio to to get paid every single month, and there's even monthly dividend paying stocks out there. So I think the passive income is obviously a huge thing. And then also you got to think of um, the, the compounding, the power of compounding dividends, which you know many refer to as the eighth wonder of the world. And that's just the ability to, to grow your position where, and this is simply where you get paid a dividend and you turn around and you can have this automatically set up in your brokerage account. You have those dividends reinvested back into the stock. So say you, you own shares of Apple, you get you know a twenty dollar dividend, reinvest that back in, and you just added more shares to your portfolio. And as companies increase their dividends over the years, and you have more shares, you can kind of see how that snowball effects uh, takes place in your advantage. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, I'm I I have dividends as well, and it is certainly advantageous to have them. Um, it it certainly provides a bit of a safety net. It it's reliable um, to have the additional income come in every quarter, or as you said, Mark, uh, sometimes every month, depending on the stock. Um, and it's really good protection uh, in case of rapid changes in the stock market. It's, it's pretty reliable to have a dividend. Um, but of course, with any investing strategies, there are some drawbacks. What, what are some of the, the cons associated with dividends? I think in, in terms of cons, you know, during strong periods of, of hyper growth, um, you know, like we saw a couple of years back, you know, dividends could underperform growth stocks. And when you look at, you know, the past five years, if you look at an ETF like VUG, which is a growth focused ETF, they've returned, you know, roughly 150%. Whereas if you compare that to a, a broad based dividend paying ETF like the, uh, the Schwab, um, U.S. dividend ETF that's returned only 80% in that same period. So, um, you know, as we've seen on the pro side, it's going to provide stability and consistent income. But on the other side, in terms of, you know, if you're in an economy or a market that's seeing hyper growth where, you're, you know, everywhere you look, you're seeing Roku fly up and Peloton, a bike with an iPad on it flying up um, when it was, you might be wondering, like, man, my dividend stocks are are just creeping up slowly, and I think that's that comes back to the consistency that you get with um, dividend stocks. So you won't get as much of the the volatility that you see in growth stocks. Absolutely, it seems like sometimes there's a bit of a ceiling. Not all the time, but sometimes there could be a ceiling with dividend stocks, um, and, and sometimes there are um, you know dividend stocks that have very high yields and. It seems pretty attractive to an investor, but the yield may not be the only thing to look at for that stock. That's just you know something I've noticed uh, sometimes. Yeah, absolutely, and that's you know well known as a, what they call a, a yield trap. You'll see you know folks will be looking at a stock, and I'll get a lot of questions, especially on social media on my Twitter, and they're saying, "Hey, I'm checking out this um, individual stock. They pay a, a 10% dividend." And when you kind of look in, into it more and start diving into the financials, you can kind of one of the things you want to pay attention to is what's called the payout ratio. 
Um, and a dividend payout ratio is simply the amount of earnings per share compared to the amount of dividends that they're paying. So, you know, somewhere in, in the range of 40% or less is usually a, a solid dividend um, payout ratio because, you know, just because you're investing in a dividend stock, you also want to know that it's a stable dividend, something that you can rely on um, moving forward. So definitely pay, pay attention to payout ratios and simply do not invest based on yield alone. Absolutely. Um, just goes the it shows with any type of investment. Do your homework uh, and make sure you look at different types of metrics when you are considering an investment in a particular stock. Um, so uh, you you mentioned Mark that people you know they ask you questions on social media. You have a large following on Twitter. Well, I'm just curious, what kind of topics related to dividends are investors asking you about? You, you always get the ones that, you know, asking, you know, what's the best stocks to invest in right now? And, and you know, I'll, I'll talk about, you know, some of the stocks that, you know, I've recently invested in myself or, or ETFs because obviously I'm not a financial advisor. But so you get a lot of stock analysis type questions. What's the best stock to invest in right now? Um, you'll get some questions on, you know, here's my top five holdings. What, what is that? Uh, how does this look compared to you? And, you know, I'll, I'll try and revert back to to my portfolio. And, and then, you know, recently on my YouTube channel, I actually for the first time put out my um, my full dividend portfolio. You know, I had a lot of questions on that of folks asking what I personally invested in. You know, this is just my dividend stocks since that's kind of what the focus is of my YouTube channel. So I, I kind of put together um, my entire portfolio on a easy to read spreadsheet and I'll be doing updates on that moving forward. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. You seem very transparent with your viewers. That's wonderful. Um, yeah, I try to be. <laughs> so um, in terms of portfolio um, construction, it, 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 dividend stocks, is this for every investor? I mean, obviously, talk to a financial advisor. That's what we always say. But is, does it is this more for those investors who may be a bit older, looking for income, as opposed to younger investors? Uh, or is this, you know, doesn't really matter about your age when it comes to dividend investing? Yeah, it's another, another great question and um, one that I actually hear a lot on certain comments on um, on social media, on, on Twitter, saying, you know, I'm going to focus now on my just my growth stocks. And then once I get close to retirement, I'll kind of focus more on dividend stocks and focusing on that yield. But I think the issue with that is you're going to lose out on that that power of compounding that I kind of talked about early on. And, and this is a thing that, you know, Warren Buffett has touched on over the years where, um, he invested in simply in a, in a company like Coca-Cola. And over the years now, he has what, what's called yield on cost, which takes your original investment, your cost basis, and compares that to the dividend that you're getting paid now. Because if you remember with um, compounding dividends and that snowball is if you reinvest your dividends as soon as a company pays you, you can have, again, you can have this automatically done through a drip system. And you're going to get more shares in these companies, especially dividend growth companies. They're going to pay, you know, maybe a, a 10% higher dividend that next year. Okay, well, you're getting 10% more, plus you have more shares. And you can kind of see how this, this speeds up over time. So by simply waiting until you're in your older years or closer to retirement or in retirement, you're going to miss out on all that time that you have to start building up your portfolio. Um, and then the other thing is, is, you know, the stability that you're you're going to miss out on. If you just grow stocks, you know, you've seen it the past six months, the volatility in the market, especially with technology companies, whereas the 
dividend stocks, a lot of people are running to for protection from a lot of this volatility. So you've seen that they've actually outperformed the market as a whole. So it's kind of, you know, it's a good mix that you want to have. I think the key thing is you always want to be diversified and, you know, dividend stocks should have a place in everyone's portfolio. Dividends are for all investors. When we return, we'll hear from Mark about the role of dividends in 2022 and his top dividend stocks for the year. But first, let me tell you how you can become a more informed investor through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter. Early Bird has commentary on the latest events and trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and crowdfunding. With Early Bird's daily weekday email, investors can quickly stay on top of the trends and beat the market. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, back to today's discussion. So, Mark, we are talking about uh, dividends in 2022, and you mentioned um, about the current state of the market a little bit there. It certainly hasn't been a kind year for investors so far. Um, we're here in February 2022. Hasn't been the best uh, mu- uh, you know, few weeks for the stock market. Um, what role do you think dividends could play for investors uh, this year, given you know the current market conditions? I'm uh, obviously I'm very high on on dividend stocks, and it's something that you know I often say whether the market's up or down, I'm going to continue to receive my dividends, and I'm going to look for opportunities in the market. So you know, with the, a lot of the volatility, especially we've seen the past few weeks, um, you know, I think a lot of folks are going to pull back on a lot of these high growth companies and we've seen it in you know Peloton and, and companies like you know Google for for example reported an AMD reported blowout earnings they're they're growing at very strong clips but even then the the gains couldn't hold you know after earnings the past few weeks those companies shot up in double digit percentages but just you know 5 days later they've they've returned a lot of those gains and folks are looking at dividend stocks they want more stability because you know if a, if a market's going down they know these are cash flowing businesses whereas a lot of the high growth companies are um, companies that are very dependent on um, the growth of their products but they're very low uh, on on cash flows and they're high on debts and with rising interest rates you know that provides a lot of um, hurdles for these companies that they really have to check every single box and they have to hit their guidance and all their targets perfectly for them to be able to to grow into the multiples that investors have put on them over the past, uh, you know, 12 to 18 months or so. Yeah, it is. It is certainly a very different market this year than it was last year and the year before that. Uh, It makes sense to have some extra stability in a portfolio. And we see with dividends, you can achieve that. Um, Mark, I'm curious, what are some of uh, the big dividend stocks that investors should look at this year. Um, I'm sure that's a big reason why some listeners are listening to this podcast right now. They want some recommendations. Um, what are some of your top dividend stocks that investors should consider for 2022? Sure. And I mean, you know, definitely check out my YouTube video where I broke broke out my entire dividend portfolio. And again, I'll be providing updates to that, you know, on a monthly basis. But, you know, my largest holdings right now, um, first and foremost are ETFs and, you know, many, pretty much all ETFs put out, um, pay dividends. So, you know, a, a simple S and P 500 ETF and a dividend appreciation ETF. So, you know, those ones are, you know, something like VOO is an S and P 500 
ETF and VIG is a dividend appreciation ETF. Both of these um, pay dividends, but in terms of individual stocks, you know, AVI is my largest holding in terms of individual stocks. It has about a 7% weighting in my portfolio. That is stock ticker ABBV. They're in the pharmaceutical industry. Um, they have the, the best-selling drug in the world for um, numerous years now in Humira. That is, they're slowly going to lose patent protection here in the U.S. A lot of, you know, investors had been concerned about that, but now that a lot of folks are seeing that they're coming up with a more diversified portfolio of products where in the past, Humira was 70% of the entire portfolio, whereas now it's less than 40 and, you know, there's more products coming on. Um, another is, is Johnson & Johnson. You know, they have a wide range of um, products. You know, they have a, their own consumer um, segment, which you think of things like Band-Aid and Listerine. They have their medical device segment, and they also have their pharmaceutical segment as well. Wow. But one stock I've kind of been, you know, high on um, for a while now has been Visa. And when you look at the dividend yield there, um, it's it's a very low yield, but it's a company that's increasing their dividend um, between 15 and 20 percent per year. And with travel and, and more of the restrictions coming down, you know, when a lot of folks are, especially here in the U.S., this pent up demand for travel and Visa is a stock that I, I foresee, you know, benefiting greatly from that in the um months and, and years ahead. Wow. So certainly a lot to unpack there. Uh, I think the fact that there are dividend ETFs, I'm sure some listeners weren't aware of that. I think that's wonderful that you brought that up. Um, you mentioned a few pharmaceutical companies, few healthcare related companies. Is that do you particularly gravitate towards that sector when it comes to, you know, trustworthy dividend stocks? You would, you would probably think that when you're looking at my portfolio, you know, three of the top five um, positions in my portfolio are pharmaceutical or healthcare related with AbbVie, Johnson & Johnson, and Bristol-Myers. So I, I definitely, you know, gravitate there a little bit. But, you know, I would say it's a very diversified, you know, I have, you know, I'm high on John Deere, which obviously does tractors. And that's another interesting one to look at. I kind of call them the, um, the, the Tesla of the ag industry because they're, you know, putting in this technology into these tractors that's self-driving. It's kind of going to change the, that industry in the, the foreseeable future. So that's also something interesting to look at. Again, a low yield company, you know, around 1% you're getting, but they're also growing their dividend at a strong clip. And that's a major focus for me when I'm investing. And when you look at my portfolio, you're going to see a good mix. You know, I have a lot of REITs in there, which are our real estate investment trusts. You're going to get higher yields there. But I, I have a, a major focus on dividend growth stocks. So not as much focused on the yield, but looking more for that annual dividend growth. Wow. Uh, it sounds like you have a really good diversified portfolio. You know, sometimes you've probably had this too, conversations with, with newer investors and it's, you know, almost all technology stocks. And so I think it's, it, it's encouraging and refreshing that, you know, you're looking at all of the sectors in, in the stock market to find the best value. Um, certainly, I think that's something investors should be looking at. Um, especially this year, given the you know the where the market has been, diversification is is more important now than ever before, and that that goes with dividend stocks especially, right? You you, you got to look at all the sectors. Absolutely, and you know ETFs is a, is a great way to um, diversify your portfolio. And you know, I touched on S and P five hundred ETF, which should really have a um, a spot in every portfolio. You want to build that strong foundation to your portfolio, so that when we do see times of um, high volatility, volatility and uncertainty, you have something to, to fall back on where you're not just 
focused on one individual stock, you know, mm-hmm. which we've seen that that risk play out in a few stocks um, more uh, of late. So, you know, I have ETS in that are focused just on technology. You know, VGT is one that's a technology based Vanguard ETF. It's a low cost ETF. Um, but it's going to have the likes of Apple and Amazon and, and Teslas of the world in there. But then I also have, you know, smaller focused ETFs that um, you have QQQ, which focuses on big tech, the top 100 technology companies in the NASDAQ. Mm-hmm. But then there's QQQJ, which is kind of the little brother to that. And it has the it's called the next generation, which is the next 100 um, companies. So you're going to have you know more of those that mid cap exposure where, you know, a lot of these ETFs are market cap weighted. So you get a lot of that Apple and Amazon and Google um, uh, positions already, but this kind of takes those out. So those aren't in that ETF. So, you know, that's another way to diversify is not just individual stocks and looking at different sectors, but you can also utilize ETFs that focus on those particular sectors that you are um, excited about. Wow. Definitely a deep dive in those sectors. Uh, Mark, real quick, I know you mentioned Visa before and you, you know, you talked about why, how travel demand could certainly, you know, be beneficial for that stock. Are you concerned at all about consumer spending? Because yes, consumers have a lot of savings, uh, but there's also record debt. Are you concerned at all from a consumer level about that? Absolutely. You know, that that is a a concern there. And, and we've seen that with a non, you know, dividend paying stock with, with PayPal as oh. well. But, you know, with Visa, um, you know, I, I just think that the pent up demand is, is so large there. And um, it's the same reason I've looked into certain REITs that are going to be focused on demand. Something that you think of is um, Vici properties, V-I-C-I. And they own, if you're, you know, going down the strip and you see Caesar's Palace, that is a VC property um, owned proper uh, property within their portfolio. So, you know, a lot of my recent buys have been focused on this, this pent up demand. I don't own any, you know, cruise ships or anything like that, but you know, non-dividend paying stocks, it would be something like a, a Disney. But I think going back to the, the pent up demand, I know for, especially, you know, my family, you know, we're looking to, to get out and um, it's been years since we've gone on a, a vacation and, and friends and coworkers that I work with and clients, it just seems like everyone's looking to at least do something, whether it's small, you know, not necessarily having to go on a plane, but driving somewhere. And, and all of this is going to come back to um, benefiting a company like Visa, I believe. Wow. Uh, Mark, thank you so much for the analysis, for going over what dividends are and, you know, some great uh, picks for stocks and ETFs this year in terms of dividend paying stocks and ETFs. Thank you so much. Uh, Before we wrap up, Mark, uh, I just have one final question, and it's the big question of the podcast. Here is the question today. Would you rather live 100 years in the past or 100 years in the future? Wow. I'm going to go uh, 100 years in the past. You know, I think things happen for um, a reason. And, you know, I can't say I'd go back and change, you know, anything I've I've done except uh, maybe invest more money. But, uh, um, you know, I'd rather live 100 more years in the future. Thank you again to Mark Rusin for sharing your insights on dividends. And thank you to everyone for listening to today's discussion. We'll be back next week for another episode of Early Bird. Have a great day.